Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. College football getting something right? Hey, welcome to the show. Maggie Gray, Andrew Perloff. Excited around here because we get some changes to college football, and I'm in favor of all of them. Also... Andrew Perloff back in studio today playing hurt. Oh, we'll do not start. <laughs> do not start. Get to Can your we focus latest. on sports and not focus on my falling apart body? <laughs> <laughs> well, we'll get to all of it because, well, this is the kind of show we are. But the news that came out about the college football playoff, Perloff, uh, they have announced they're going to the five plus seven model. So let me tell you what that is. We're going to 12 teams in the college football playoff starting next year. So instead of four, we're going to 12. Okay, we can quibble about whether that's right or wrong, but this is happening. So how they're going to determine which 12 teams get into this college football playoff is going to be the top five conference champions. Five conference championships. Sorry, Pac-12, you no longer exist, basically, so this is going to be most likely the SEC, the Big Ten, the Big 12, and the ACC will most likely get their champions in, and then most likely the fifth would be the group of five champions. So that's we're talking about one team from either the AAC, the American, the Sun Belt, Conference USA, the MAC, or the Mountain West. Then the other seven teams are at-large bids, just like we do in the NCAA tournament right. on the men's and women's side. Right. Basketball. But it's not just like the NCAA tournament. And explain why it's not exactly like the NCAA tournament. Well, the NCAA tournament, it doesn't matter which conference you're in. You can get a top seed yeah. no matter what. Now, the other thing about the NCAA tournament, though, for basketball is you don't get a buy. Now, the top four seeds of in this new model, just the top four, are going to get a buy. So that means five through 12 are going to play first-round games. So the, they're going to play those first-round games. Uh, the higher seed will host. So the 5-12, the 6-11, the 7-10, the 8-9 game, and then they will move on. There's no reseeding. The 8-9 will play the 1 seed. The 7-10 will play the 2 seed. The 6-11 will play the 3, and the 5-12 will play the 4. Have I confused the crap out of everyone so far? I love this. I think this is great, and I'll tell you why. First of all, I like that this means the conference being a conference champion still means something. Why? Because you can't just have the SEC and the Big Ten have the only teams that get this advantage of being of getting a bye, right? You need to have a little bit of integrity, which is something that's been lost in college football, of the conference as long as we have them. 
what, why? I don't understand. Why are you protecting? The, who cares about the conferences? The conferences are a joke. The people who organize the conferences are idiots. Why are you protecting this? It's arcane system that doesn't help anybody except the conference executives who line their pocket. Let's face it. If the top four teams are all from the ACC and B, I'm sorry, the SEC and the Big Ten, that should be the top four rankings. And don't even get me started on Notre Dame, which is a whole separate issue. Right. Notre Dame should also have the ability to be the number one seed and get a bye. Why do we have to have this artificial guideline? We're adults. We can tell what the first four teams are. We have to help out the ACC when the ACC isn't putting the appropriate resources into football. Why? Well, listen, I don't know if it's necessarily helping the ACC. It's helping whoever to keep integrity of the conference champions because or else everything's subjective. Every single part of this will be subjective yeah. if you don't put some kind of parameters on this thing that you actually have to win something to get a buy. Well, okay. Win something. What if you go under? What if you have one loss in your, I don't know, say Georgia, and you have one loss? You're telling me they shouldn't have been, uh, you know, a top four team this they year? They didn't. They Which, weren't. And it was a mistake. <laughs> they lost they to Alabama. One, and I think we, after the final four, like, oh man, Georgia probably should have been there. They could have rolled a bunch of teams. Well, Maybe, but that's also because, what, FSU didn't show up, but no one showed up to the bowl game, basically, and so it was a joke. Well, but, it's also two-time defending champion on the verge of their third okay, with but, all, pros so, all over the field. Okay, so here's the thing. If in this case, then Georgia would get the five seed. They get to play the 12 seed. I mean, that's not that's not a ridiculous path. But what, there are going to be years where you're going to have a one-loss SEC team or even an Possibly an undefeated. Well, I guess you can't have an undefeated. Not undefeated. Because there's still competition. You're going to have a one-loss Georgia team who's going to be the five seed and a three-loss ACC team or something ridiculous. You're going to be like, why is this team getting a bye? We don't need that artificial guideline because people are smart enough to figure this out. At least they should be. And at a certain point, it's going to become subjective anyway. Uh, We're talking about this 12 teams. You can't make it all foolproof. I, it's not even for me. A lot of people are mad about Notre Dame because it could either force them to be in a conference. And I understand that, but it's it's not just that too. I think you should honor the Big Ten and the SEC, and specifically the SEC. If they have the four best teams, and boom, put them one through four. Yeah, I, I like the fact that not only do you get something to play for with the conferences, again, as long as we still have four, we had five until 18 months ago, and now we have four because the Pac-12 disintegrated. And then I love the fact that you get one group of five champion, most likely, because let's throw a little of what we love about the NCAA tournament on the men's and women's basketball side and get a little Cinderella here. You know, you would get a Liberty in. Let's get someone in here where you get some fresh blood and I'd love the idea that they would have a shot at being the David versus Goliath. Uh, okay, kind of talk- like, uh, kind of like TCU Georgia. Well, TCU Georgia, but I'm talking about TCU Michigan. I know. Right? <laughs> that just, was a great it's low-hanging game. Fruit always. I just don't won. ever want to see that game again. Listen, that that was a TC- bit of a one-off. But if you're TCU, who by the way would not be a group of five, but they got to the finals. If they if they were going to win three games to get to the finals then they would have deserved to be there. Uh, Okay, we're talking about the new college football playoff model. It's a five plus seven. So that's five conference champions plus seven at-large bids. I like the formula. Perloff doesn't. Let's talk about Notre Dame for a minute because people are split on how this impacts Notre Dame. Just FYI, the athletic director for Notre Dame is on this committee that just approved this. So Notre Dame's not getting screwed. They're not getting, uh, they they have a seat at the table. They have already admitted, and they, they said okay, with never being a top four seed and never getting a bye because they don't belong to a conference, so they would never be a conference champion. 
However, they also only play 12 games. So you get 12 games. Then you would get a bye when everyone, when your opponents would have to play a conference champion. Then you would have to play three games or four games, I guess, to win the whole thing if you get that far. So you'd be like, what, the five seed? You play the 12? It's a pretty good thing. You know, shot that you're going to be getting at least to the semifinals. If you're I don't know, it feels like an unnecessary penalty. Who cares if Notre Dame's a conference? I just think the conference, the conferences we grew up with, and no, they don't really exist in the same way. They've kind of shown themselves as these selfish entities that are just out for survival at this point. And who knows how long this current format of conferences is even going to last? This right. might be a moot point. That's true. I, I just think that now you're putting all this pressure to put Notre Dame into a conference. It feels unnecessary I, to me. I don't I think, think they feel this way because they only play 12 games as opposed yeah. to the 13 you would have to play to be a conference champion. And listen, you're going to tell me that if Notre Dame wins 10 games, they're not getting in. They're so, definitely getting in. They wanted one more at-large bid, which is what they got. I, I think you're I, I think you're underestimating what that buy would mean to Notre Dame. And I just think we're, we're adults. We can figure this out. We do not need this uh, sort of rule. And the, the thing with college football, whenever they put in strict rules, it always ends up biting them. Uh, right. You know, generally, I think the less guidelines, the better. Just make 12 teams because you saw what happened this year. They were (laughs) kept Florida State out undefeated and everybody killed them. I think if there was just less structure, it'd be better. Okay, but think about it. You thought Florida State should have been in. Yeah. Okay. Under this model, they would. Well, I understand. I love 12 teams. I'm all for that. No, no, no. Under the 5 12. Right. 5 7, excuse me. I'm just saying, yeah, generally, though. no, the five highest ranked, right? So, okay. How, so, Michigan. Wait, would they have been in? Michigan? Yes. Washington. They would have been, they would have been the fifth seed because it was Michigan, no, Washington, no, no. But Texas, it was Alabama. It would have been the four highest ranked conference champions would have had the four, one through four. So, they would have been not, been, they would have had to play somebody in the first round. Right. right. My five, point is 12. nothing would have changed. They would not have made the first four. Generally, though, the the committee said there are going to be they're under. We know they're undefeated, but they're not the best team. So basically, the committee said there is no history. Nothing matters. Conference championships don't matter. None of that matters. We're just going to decide decide what's the best matchup, and that's not ideal. But let's face it, that's kind of how adults should do this. I okay, think. but they blew it with FSU. I think they made and the wrong. You're the decision. one who said that they did blow it. I, I agree. I think they made the wrong decision. But having a strict guideline is going to cause some real problems. Like, say the ACC has a really off year, and we get a eight and three North Carolina team, or whatever. Or sorry, nine and three North Carolina team is a four seed, and a one loss Georgia team is a five. It's just going to look bad. Well, it might not work out that way. So let's take twenty twenty for example. We're talking again about the new college football playoff model. It's a five plus seven, five conference champions plus seven at large bids. You had Cincinnati from the American that went undefeated and got in the top four. So they would be, even though they're a group of five, they would be in the top four and get a bye. And it was Pitt who had lost two games, but was the ACC champion. And they would have been the fifth or they would have been the 12 probably, or wherever they would have been. They would have gotten in as a conference champion, but they wouldn't have been in a top four. So it's going to work itself out. I I just, I love this. You you don't think there's going to be a problem almost immediately? What's going to be the problem? That you're going to have a crappy four seed? You know what? I'm not that concerned about it because I do want to, again, keep the integrity of winning a conference champion. And if you're the first team, like, 
out or screwed or whatever, you get the fifth seed and you get to host a game against the 12th seed. So it's not like you're getting so punished and so penalized. You're probably going to be a significant favorite on your home floor, in your home stadium, rather, against the 12th seed. You have to play another game, injury risk. And generally, we know the bye is very effective in the NFL. I think a bye is a huge advantage in college football because there aren't as many games. So it's a long season for young players. I think maybe you're underestimating the power of that buy. I think it's going to make a big deal. Well, it's not like it's not an NFL schedule, though, where you have to turn around and play a Sunday yeah. and then a Monday night or something like that. You're going to get a lot of time off. You're going to get multiple weeks off before the playoffs. Uh, the other thing that is hanging over that yeah. we have to talk about at some point. This is a lot of games for young men oh, and yeah. NFL draft prospects. You want to talk about that? Go ahead. We get, well, I just worry that if you're, say, a running back or somebody who's going to the NFL draft and you're the five seed, that means you're going to play. Help me out with the math here. How many games? Are you four, gonna, to, four to win. Four to win. That's four extra games of wear and tear. And you're looking at your first NFL contract. Now, you're getting NIL money, so you it's way better than it used to be. Sure. But I do think that there's going to be some business decisions. And i got to be honest, I would be, especially at one of those high-impact positions like running back, I'd be tempted to make a business decision. Is it really worth it to go into that playoff mix if you're looking at an NFL career? Well, let's okay, let's play this out. If you are someone, say you're a a potential first-round pick, but you're also playing for a great team that has a shot to win the title. Yeah. You're playing two more games because you already would have played in the old model, the conference championship game, then the you'd be in the final four, so you play the semifinal yeah. and the final. Now you'd have to just play a first round. Well, do you get a bye? Then it's just three games to win the title. Well, you could be you could be a great team and not get that bye. You could be Georgia this year, who has all sorts of NFL draft prospects. You could. And so, yeah, but you'd end up playing again, like two more games than you would have. Yeah. So then you would have a year ago. I don't think guys are going to opt out of this. I think that's one of the reasons why you go to a 12-team playoff as opposed to all the somewhat meaningless bowls mm, I agree that, that existed and everyone opt out, opted out. When you make the final 12, I think the expectation is you got to play. Well, of course. I mean, I think the expectation in the bowl game, a lot of teams expect their players to play, but now nobody plays. I, I think someone's going to opt out. I you just do. think it's going to happen. Uh, Even if you're a top, say you get you're the seven seed. At that point of the year, a lot of guys have minor injuries too. And if you're a real hot NFL prospect who's got, say, an ankle issue, it's just a, you sprained your ankle halfway through the season. It's a lot of wear and tear to play those extra games. I, I think the glory is obviously huge, and you're getting NIL money. But I, I just think the reality is there are going to be some business decisions. Wow, you still think there's going to be opt outs? I, I think this guards I'll against you, the opt outs. I. Well, there's not going to be nearly as many opt-outs. If you're the 13 seed, you're well, not showing up for the bowl game. Seed, you're not showing up for the bowl game. Yeah. yeah, sorry, whatever bowl game. I don't even know the names of the bowl games anymore. You're out. But I'll bet you, I'll bet you, show bet, that at least one or two big players opt out. Okay, well, if you're actually hurt, then I get it. But it's football. Everybody's hurt. Well, I mean, if you actually miss games during the season, you're so hurt that you missed games that counted. Yeah, I, I mean, don't think you're. I then maybe that's you opt like out. But half the team. Well, is I, it though? I yeah, say, I mean, a lot of guys miss some time. If that does happen, and I'm not saying it's completely out of the realm possibility, but if we do see a top player, a top ten pick potentially, who's in the playoffs, dr- drop out of the playoffs so he can get ready for the NFL draft, 
the amount of questions that player's character is going to have is going to be massive. But we never question any player for skipping a bowl game. At first, 10 years ago, when it first started happening, everyone's like, oh, my God, the NFL's not going to like that. And then it became completely acceptable. But, that's the, but the big the big difference, though, is those guys aren't playing for a championship. It's this, just an exhibition. This, is, this it will be a situation where a guy has a chance to win a championship with his team, and he's electing to go out for himself. Now, look, you can go into business for yourself. Like, you got, you got millions of dollars coming to you from the NFL. More power to you, I guess. But I'm just saying, that that is going to be probably the top story in sports the day that happens. And I'm curious if it will happen. Well, let's say, yeah, let's say it was this. Say we had this um, system in last year. And Oregon is like the eighth seed. And Bo Nix is like, you know what? Nah. <laughs> not playing this 8-9 matchup against Mizzou. Well, Bo Nix even played in his bowl game. So I don't know. No, I'm just yeah. saying, like, yeah. you're, you're, I'm not giving you a top four. But I'm giving you somebody who's likely going to be a first-round pick. Where this... well, I'd say quarterbacks a little different, but also quarterbacks should be able to get through a game without getting, you know, mauled. Hopefully, if the offensive line is good enough, but we'll see. I just tell you, a wide receiver with a little tweak, a running back, there's going to be somebody who's going to say, you know what, I'm not going to make that. Okay, decision. let's say if it was number seven, Ohio State, and it was Marv Maserati himself. I don't think he's sitting out. And if he did, I don't know if people are going to question yeah, his but, character or whatever. I doubt it because we are a lot smarter about this stuff now. But still, I, I can't imagine him doing it. How about Egbuka, who sat out? I mean, he's coming back to Ohio State, but he sat out a ton of time. Is he coming back for that? He was actually injured. Yeah. <laughs> That's the difference. But he but he, he healed, though. He was. I think he came back in the last game, didn't he? So I, I just think, watch, just watch. I'm telling you, I'm telling you, there's going to be some guys who are like, well, I don't really need to be in this thing. I see what's going on here. This is, I understand why Perloff is interested in the guys who are playing hurt because he himself is yeah. also playing hurt today. I would not play in the final 12. <laughs> I don't know if you'd make it. <laughs> You're limping around here. We'll get to what happened when Perloff was uh, on a little mini, mini vacation, 855 2124 CBS. Uh, you are welcome to weigh in on this college football playoff model. Again, it's the five plus seven five conference champions, and seven at-large bids. Perloff does not like it. He said, just rank them. Just, we can do this. Yeah. Just rank them. I like it. I like that there's something to play for for your conference champion. I like that I'm going to have Notre Dame fans on my side. <laughs> Let's go, Irish. Bring it on. It's a big fan base, Maggie. I, I got a lot of support. Automatic. I got an automatic bid on the fan support with Notre Dame. <laughs> Touchdown, a... Jesus one. Andrew Proloff, number two. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Fans. yeah, yeah, yeah. Gonna get the tattoo with I don't Fighting know Irish. You want to? You know, you want to go against us, us Notre Dame fans, Maggie? Can I get you a Notre Dame calf tattoo? Can I interest you in that? <laughs> <laughs> People can't find South Bend on a map. Eight five five two one two four CBS. Eight five five two one two. 4227. All right, so much to do. Uh, we'll get Perloff's, um, well, injury update status next. We also have some major NFL quarterback stuff to get to. Maggie and Perloff, CBS Sports Radio. All right, we're back here on Maggie and Perloff. I have a major injury, which I will tell you about in a second. But first, I have to give you, Maggie Gray, and you, Andrew Bogus, who is back from vacation in for update, a ethical dilemma from last night with my wife that I'm dying to know what you guys would do. <laughs> Whoa. No, uh, it's not like my that. Wife. Uh, so, wait, can I get to Kevin in San Antonio first about the college football playoff or this can't wait? Well, I want to hear Kevin's just real quick. I want I okay. let me do this because it's related to the college football playoff. Oh, okay. Oh. Yes. In a sense, last we were staying at this resort 
And it's like, uh, what's the movie? Don't put baby in the corner. Dirty dancing. Yeah. It's an all-inclusive resort. I guess it's getting weirder and weirder. <laughs> you do these activities. So last night there was an air hockey tournament where everybody staying at the resort could compete in air hockey. Okay. So it turned out my wife, to entertain the kids, took them down to the air hockey. I wasn't there. I was back in New York. Uh, my wife entered the air hockey tournament. She played an adult, and she won. Her next matchup was against a five-year-old kid. <laughs> <laughs> this is air hockey. Who did, the seating, who did the seating on this tournament? The five-year-old <laughs> slaughtered her. The, what? It's air hockey. Wait. It's all the young people. Have, uh, yeah. have. The next matchup was another. Wait, hold on. Was yeah. she trying against uh, a five-year-old? She was trying. She was totally trying. But, you know, air hockey is a random sport. Yeah, Alex. Yeah, <laughs> analytics. The next, so she, the, the loser's round, she played another five-year-old kid who they wasn't as good. losers bracket? Yeah. What's going on? So she's playing another five-year-old in air hockey. The first, uh, first goal goes to her, and then he scores on himself, and it's 2 nothing. Sarah, my wife, yeah. over the five-year-old. All of a sudden, all of a sudden, the five-year-old's mom stands right behind the five-year-old and says, can you believe this lady is beating <gasps> you in air hockey and <laughs> stares at my wife in front of everybody? There's a crowd around now and says, <laughs> it gives her a death stare and says, you basically, you better let my kid win. So my wife, my wife <laughs> is totally embarrassed in front of everybody. And she's trying really hard to let the kid win in air hockey. She has to self score three goals in air hockey to lose this match to five-year-old. Now the, the other mother is in the wrong, right? If you're going to enter yes. an air hockey tournament, you better bring it. You can't stand behind him and say, I can't believe this adult is letting oh, you win. First well, of all, like, air hockey, like, have you seen five-year-olds on sugar? Air hockey, that's like Duke and North Carolina yeah. in the NCAA <laughs> yeah. tournament. Those are the, they're the powerhouses, okay? Yeah. Like, yeah, I know. I know. My kid does love air hockey. He's four and a half. He is surprisingly good at it, but he, he scores on himself all the time. That's part of playing air hockey. I know, I know, I know. But what if you were in this position? If you're going to enter an air hockey tournament, she lost legitimately to another five-year-old, so she had to bring her A game. <laughs> she never knew it was going to happen. But this mother, so we, and she said, I ended up seeing her at every event the rest of the night. I got in line for yeah. free milkshakes or something, and she was there staring at her all night long like she was some evil lady. My wife was in the right, right? Absolutely. This is the kind of, these are the helicopter parents, I think, that people get upset about in today's society. And I'm not saying that I'm, like, you know, letting my kid walk alone at midnight. But you can't, like, th these are the parents who intervene when kids are in the sandbox or other things like when kids are fighting over a toy. I believe you have to let kids kind of stand on their own two feet unless they're really in yeah. danger and then the parents have to come in. Uh, but this is problem solving. That kid had to stand in there and lose to your wife. And the connection, obviously, to college football, that kid is Liberty in the next year's college football playoff. <laughs> or he's an 8-3 and three North Carolina team that got the four seed over an unbeatable Georgia team. So that's my connection to college football. That five-year-old is this kid who gets gifted into the playoff. Well, I don't think you have, like, you know, the ESPN executive standing behind, like, you better oh, let Liberty win. I think that's the TV equivalent of that. <laughs> well, I'd also make the connection that it sounds like the CFP board of managers is also designing that bracket, too, because how do you have a loser's bracket, <laughs> but then not a kid's bracket? Why are we even putting five-year-olds? That's like putting the SWAC champion in the, in the yeah. top 12. <laughs> what are we doing? They didn't have enough people to make a whole bracket. You had so two had... five-year-olds. That's the five-year-old championship. Done. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You BCS, wanna, baby. You want to enter it? You got to deal with the consequences. Yeah, That's it, it. It's like when they put Boise and TCU in that same bowl game over and over again when right. they were, before we really let them at the big table. There's two five-year-olds. They play each other. There's a five-year-old champ. 
no problem. Then angry moms are not yeah. yelling at your wife. It's more like weight classes at this point. Well, it's yes. not, you know, you need to have the five-year-old weight class and then the adult weight class. I had to deal with it. When I wrestled in middle school, I did wrestle yes. in middle school. Yeah. I was in the WWE lower... style or like Greco Roman? No, Greco Roman. Okay. I was horrible. I lost all the time, but I, I, I would lose on points. Um, I, I, I wrestled on the against low... the spread, if you will. Right, right. I wrestled on the lower end of a weight class once, and this giant man, who, who's probably a ringer, was standing right across the, the, the circle from me. I, I took a dive. I took a dive. I, I fell on the mat. I was like, "Oh, I can't, can't, can't get up." I wasn't gonna lose my uh, my life over uh, some <laughs> amateur wrestling match. So yeah. Wait, what did we learn from that? <laughs> you took a dive. Take a dive. That's it. So you thought that Sarah Perloff's wife should have taken a dive? A dive. Oh, my wife should have taken a dive. Yes. Well, she did. She, she was did intimidated take a dive. by the other mother, who was in this case the ringer that was That's brought right. in to wrestle Pete Middle School. Related question: Do you let your kids win in board games? That's a parent dilemma. Uh, I don't let kids win in anything. Depends upon the board. I'm crushing game. them in everything. EJ, you don't have a you kid don't yet. Have kids no, yet. things I, change. I, I a crying one. kid will change your mind yeah. on that yeah, one. I got young fellas that I would consider like borderline nephews. Uh, my, my my young nephew, what's the name? Like I I, I would whatever <laughs> <laughs> name. Like I I would know. Like we play close. video games and stuff. I crush them. Beating your nephew so, is different than your kid. All yeah. you want is your kid to stop crying and go to sleep. <laughs> and anything that helps achieve that, you will do. My kid establishes that rule before I can even say anything. So yeah. he will determine whether, Look, whether I play, I play young Thomas in Myra Kart too often and mm. beat and he crushed him every time and he's fine. He, he, he's six years old. He, yeah, he's, I know. His parents have to tough. clean up the mess later. Right. Yeah. <laughs> you go home and they're up all night with him heartbroken. So I don't let my kid win, but I do let my kid cheat sometimes. So that is, <laughs> oh, great. <laughs> that's better, I guess. Yeah. Teaching. Sometimes where you have to do the spinner games, you know, where you get to yeah. flick the spinner. Yeah, and yeah, sometimes for the last one, he'll put it right to the color that he needs. Ah. And once in a while, just let him get away with it, especially che- if we need to go to bed. Cheating in the game of life. That, that That's very <laughs> ironic. Yeah. Well, wow. what do, what did we learn here? I that college football is is courting danger by having these subjective rules. Wait, for their how final did your 12. wife feel about having to take a dive against a five year old in an air hockey? She was tournament? miserable all night because she got embarrassed by this other mother. Can you believe this lady is beating you in air hockey? You know what? <laughs> and of course, every the rest of the night they. We're the right. same line. That's uh-huh. just the way the world I'd works. I'd be like, I'll, I'll meet you in the in the alley. <laughs> my wife. <laughs> That's I, where I'm going to run into you next. That kid ha- definitely had to do leg lifts afterwards. <laughs> and you know what's funny? My wife goes, you know, this woman didn't even weigh that much. She was kind of short. I could have taken her. I'm yeah. like, there you go. I'm I like, love Sarah. It. Yeah, my wife's not a fighter. No, she's a lover. Here's the thing. Is there anything more insufferable than other parents? Oh. The worst. Oh. The yeah. worst. That's in you're talking youth sports, oh. especially. And you're bad. They're bad. The diehards are bad. The people oh. who don't care are bad. Take We're a hike. all bad. None of us are doing this right. And apparently, the organizers of the air hockey tournament did not get it right. I think this. <laughs> yeah. I think, Thanks, I Bill I college football. I think yeah. <laughs> Bill Hancock. Online, he actually designed this tournament. <laughs> All right, well, let's get to Kevin is in San Antonio, wants to weigh in on the actual news about the actual college football playoff. They're going to the five plus seven model, five conference champions, seven at-large bids. Uh, may lead to a lot of brawls. Kevin, how are you? Uh, I'm listening to your conversation. It is so funny. <laughs> it is so funny. Poor Mrs. What I'm thinking, What I'm thinking is this. In the NCAA tournament, you know, in the basketball tournament, they added teams and stuff. Unknown schools, they put them in there. They sometimes they made it, 
But the only school they really got far was George Mason. Yeah. They went through, and they they was not even hardly ranked. But but the football, they, it, 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 it's it's like clay. They gonna have to figure it out. Who gonna be number one? Who this all started back in the eighties when Miami was just undefeated, number one. That's how, that's that's where it started. It started right there. Well, Kevin, uh, you know we fair. I yeah. mean, we can debate about that. I you know the George Mason thing and having the Cinderellas, and we've had a few more since then. And this past Final mm. Four, speaking of Miami, was in it. The Hurricanes, FAU. Uh, who else was in it? FAU? Um, San Diego State. San Diego State, mm-hmm. thank you, and yeah. then uh, Miami yeah. and UConn, who yeah. obviously won it. I think this is this is cool. I like having a one one of the group of five champions in there. Would have been Liberty last year. Give me a Tulane. Give me a Liberty. Give me a Cincinnati. Give me somebody. Oh, I'm I, sorry, Cincinnati's going to the Big Twelve. Give me somebody though. It's just easier in college basketball because you have 64 spot or 68 spots to mess with. Yeah. So we've had four number 11 seeds: George Mason, uh, VCU, Loyola Chicago, and 1986 LSU. Let's face it, they they haven't really changed the shape of the Final Four with these 11 seeds. But I like that, right? Because yeah. you're keeping the integrity of the powerhouses still get to be the powerhouses, and then every once in a while you get an all-time story that we'll remember forever. Okay, we'll see. We'll see how this plays out. <laughs> we'll see how this plays I feel like, because, I, you know, college football, we're going to be hating everything they do come December. That's just what happens. <laughs> I, we September. don't know. Unintended con- they're, they're even worse than the NFL, unintended consequences. <laughs> I just think that they're courting danger by having these strict rules. Let's get to Andrew Bogish, who's looking relaxed, tanned. Exhausted. I mean, are you, like, sweating out tequila after four days in Mexico? Uh, Yeah. Yesterday was tough. Didn't have a nice uh, breakfast buffet. Didn't have a tequila sunrise at 930 on the beach. It's tough. (laughs) That's what the Allman Brothers will do to you. This is uh, reacclimating back to regular life after your four days in Mexico. Yeah. It's tough. Yeah, I have a figurative broken knee, unlike a real messed up I knee. I know, we have to get to prolapse yeah. injury. T's and P's for you, though, Bogus. Thank I mean, you very much. I appreciate that. Uh, headlines <laughs> are sponsored by Progressive Insurance. Looking for a career path with flexibility and great pay and benefits? Go to Progressive.com <laughs> slash careers and apply online today. Two adults are now facing second-degree murder charges for their alleged roles in the Chiefs parade shooting last week. Police say... Dominic Miller and Lindell Mays among strangers arguing, and then Mays pulled out his gun and fired the first shot. It was also Mays' gun that allegedly fired the shot that killed Lisa Lopez-Galvan. Both Miller and Mays have been in the hospital since the shooting. Police say more charges and more people being charged are coming. Now, yesterday's decision on picking the teams for the expanded CFP bracket, not the only news involving Notre Dame yesterday, the school confirming It will be part of the EA Sports College football game returning this summer. Notre Dame and EA had been discussing this for years, apparently, since the school wasn't always sure about paying players for name, image, and likeness. This is so awesome. EJ just fist bumped. Of course he did. I'm so excited. This is like like Christmas coming early, okay? So you can play with Notre Dame on your video game? Yes. EA Sports College football has been away for, what, a decade? Yeah. And now I'll get to come back, bring Miami back to its... Dynasty <laughs> that I've been waiting for this whole time because it ain't going to happen in real life. <laughs> I can't like Mario Cristobal about taking cr- these. I can crush Notre Dame, the real <laughs> Notre Dame school in college football in the game. This is amazing. 
Best have, news I've heard all year. Do you have to pay NIL to your Miami team? Uh, oh, I, video hope game? So. <laughs> I hope so. Because the last time you had to create a team, they had all the stuff that, that works with it. You got to start your freshman or he's going to transfer all that stuff. Yes, I want to see NIL money, transfer portal, put it all in the game. I cannot wait. I, I love Get your this. life wallet ready. What was the fake name for Notre Dame in these video games? Well, they were in it before. So they, they, the, pro, the problem was not that the NCAA isn't a part of it. They thought in, that Notre Dame may be able to skirt the system because they're not uh, a part of any conference. Uh, well, they probably called like St. Cyril's or something. St. <laughs> Al- Elmo's. Yeah. Barry Bonds was John Dowd, I think. He wasn't in the player genius, so he couldn't be in the uh, baseball video games. Michael uh, Jordan was roster player on NBA Live. <laughs> yeah. And Bill Belichick still has never been in Madden. I know. Which, really? Yes. Yeah. He would never let Madden use. So was, the Patriot head coach is always a random dude. I forget what, what his name was. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Pete never Carol. Belichick. <laughs> <laughs> Steven Belichick. <laughs> He's got a mullet and everything. Uh, let's do some college hoops now and a loss for number one. And ladies and gentlemen, has S a steal by Bello. And this is it. It's a career achievement. Unlocked. A first ever win versus number one. A career achievement unlocked. The 600th Jays win for Greg McDermott. And the students mop the floor. There's a lot going on there. John Bishop, the Creighton Blue Jays <laughs> no basketball radio <laughs> network. I mean, it's Creighton. It's not the in the North Pole. Yeah. How can you have ride the levels, dude? Uh, those... Hasn't Creighton been a perennial top 10 team for a little while yep. now? Yep. Uh, they're 15 in the country right now. They get an 85-66 beating of top-ranked UConn. First time in seven tries the program beats number one. Sorry, that live call was like an assault on my ears. <laughs> <laughs> We're all going to have tenitis in like two minutes. Two minutes. Thanks. Uh, Dan Hurley's Huskies barely had a chance last night. We did a bad job coaching tonight. Our players did a bad job playing. I did a bad job coaching. Yeah, and your your huddles aren't going to be super energized when you're in. You haven't lost in two plus months. The Huskies' 14 game win streak is over. So number 18, St. Mary's, now has the nation's longest active streak. It's now at 14 games after holding off San Francisco last night, 70 66. The Gales. Remain the lone team still unbeaten in its conference. Not sure what clothes Chet Holmgren endorses, but it surely ain't Louis Vuitton. The <laughs> French company has partnered with French superstar Victor Webinyama, and there is now a huge billboard of Wemby in Louis Vuitton mm. gear in San Antonio, which is now the official backup plan for Perloff when he drives <laughs> to San Antonio to apologize for Wemby, saying he wouldn't win Rookie of the Year. Getting to the actual person might be an issue. So I'd be okay if you were down on two knees, bowing, asking for forgiveness <laughs> to, the <billboard laughs> to the billboard of Victor Webinyama. I saw there was a development in the Victor Webinyama bet when I was away Monday and Tuesday. Yeah, so, well, there's new developments all the time because now we got the billboard. Which is weird. It's kind of like the Michael Jordan Wings poster that everyone had. And it's just him and the Louis Vuitton. Also, is Louis Vuitton a popular brand in San Antonio? Do people wear a lot of Louis Vuitton there? There's got to be a lot of money in San Antonio. But anyway, so... (laughs) There's got to be a few purses, right? Oh, yeah. San Antonio. Sure. So here's my question now about the Louis Vuitton bet. Pardon me. What about adding this mm-hmm. to the stakes? Mm-hmm. Wemby wins Rookie of the Year. Perloff has to drive from New York to San Antonio to apologize. Yeah. Alone. Alone. <laughs> sure. Alone or maybe with Bogish nope. and no, maybe. No, Pierre Schwartz. <laughs> <laughs> and Bilotti. And maybe EJ? Uh, no, I'm not coming. No, Maria. And Andrea uh, Mary, from the Bay Andrea, Area. Right. Andrea. If, if she, by the way, we need her consent. <laughs> but I think she'd be down. Um, 
Well, she has to navigate us with the stars. <laughs> right, the, the, GPS goes down. the GPS goes down. <laughs> you only get to go Make by a, the stars like like Lee Erickson. Make a left Orion's belt. Who <laughs> says go straight? So I thought you should add to it. You also only are allowed to eat French food for a week. Why are we adding to anything? Because <laughs> it's fun. But then Judy Batista, yeah. our friend from NFL Network, who's dynamite and we love her, says that sounds like uh, like not much of a that sounds great. Eat French food for a week. Mm, it so does. What about just foie gras three times a day? Foie gras is tough, That's but it's gross. also like real foie gras is expensive, and I can't. Where am I going to get French food for a week en route to San Antonio? Well, you're making all these big stops through Chicago, Nashville. You'll be able to find some foie gras there. I don't know if I'm going to be able to find French food, but why are we adding to this? I made a stupid bet to start with. I, I don't understand. What what do I get in return if he doesn't win? I, that's the other thing. This is a one-sided bet. Yeah. You can't just add on punishments for no reason. You're yes, the one who can. said, I'll drive to San Antonio if he wins Rookie of the Year. And that, I thought that was penalty enough. <laughs> well, now we're adding to, things. Excuse me, uh, sir, in, uh, you know wherever, Illinois. Do you have croque monsieur? <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, finding French food along your route might be tough. I don't I think mean, the French Waffle food, House has anything. That's you know, French. I'm not a French food guy. I'd rather have to eat Tex-Mex everywhere. That, that would be an interesting ride. That no. <laughs> <laughs> no one's definitely <laughs> no one's going with me. That's it. Yeah, Tex-Mex the whole trip. What about the flip side? What if you did like a pseudo hunger strike on the Wemby billboard? Yeah. in San Antonio until the voting was over. Hmm. You got to stay up there. And you can only come down if he loses Rookie of the Year. Oh, you have to climb up to the top of the billboard and hang out? What? It's like, <laughs> what? This sounds like the 1920s. <laughs> what are you talking about? I was going to say you'd have to buy something Louis Vuitton, but mm. that's also... Oh, that's I could buy fake Louis Vuitton down at Canal Street. <laughs> Easy. Yeah, you could. Louis Vuitton. <laughs> it's a little different with your... It's like my daughter's with your fake... your Rolex watch. My daughter's fake Jordans work just fine. <laughs> Oh gosh, that's Jordan. Jordan doesn't have two J's, (laughs) (laughs) two D's. Yeah, you got the Michael B. Jordans. Yeah, yeah. Hey, you know what? For a girl whose feet are still growing, that's just fine with me. (laughs) I'm fine with the extra whatever they're doing in China to send me those fake Jordans. I appreciate it. New style. Uh, anything else, folks? Uh, yeah, we're a month away from the Dodgers and Padres opening a new baseball season in South Korea. Uh. L.A. manager Dave <laughs> Roberts said yesterday it's a safe bet that Yoshinobu Yamamoto and Tyler Glass now start those two games against San Antonio with a poor <laughs> Shohei Otani at the DH spot. <laughs> Who else is going to start those two games? <laughs> yeah. well, they have other pitchers. Yeah, they already on. had a bunch of all-stars before those guys got there. <laughs> right. Man, I can't imagine you're going to go all the way to South Korea to play two games and then come back. You can't even at least make it a four-game set. There's Get your a, money's worth. By the way, I've tried to decide which annoys Bilotti more, the fact that it's in South Korea or the fact that the Dodgers have bought this staff? <laughs> or both? <laughs> well, both. Both very equally. We don't need to be playing games over there. <laughs> Sorry. But in the United States, that's it. Leave me alone. I know. There's definitely not enough baseball games during the season. No, we can't I sacrifice just, I, a few. Why do we have to go to all these places to play to play baseball? Really? Just play in, in your regular ballpark. You, you build all these ballparks. You, we're paying $15 for beer. Why don't you play in the ballpark? Wait, Pete, I'm going to London. I'm going to London this summer to watch the Mets. Now You're telling me I can't have this experience? No, you cannot. Oh, come on, man. <laughs> You're going to London to watch the Mets? Yeah, to see your, to crush your Phillies, by the way. Save yourself and go to a soccer match. Do not go to a stupid Mets game in London. Now, yo, if the Mets crush the Phillies, I'm going to come in just They stunning. won't. <laughs> <laughs> EJ's going to be talking in. with a British accent yes. for a month. Oh, if the Mets crush the Phillies, 
Wait, so I'm sorry, I'm naive. They're playing baseball in London? They've yeah. been doing this for like five years yeah. now. Tell me about yes. it. And now the Red Mets Sox are going. Yankees and, and, there. and my girlfriend got me tickets. Not so really. We're going we're gonna, to we're gonna see the Mets go out there and smack around the Phillies for a couple of games. I don't know what game you're going to watch. That's not <laughs> happening. Well, the bad part is if they do knock them around, it will mean nothing when well, they get back right. here. It'll be after a six-game losing streak or before a six-game losing streak. <laughs> yeah. so like, it won't they're, really using, they're using the metric system over there. It's going to be a different, <laughs> different way to calculate oh, things. Oh, they swept the series in London. No, they came back and lost 10 of 12. <laughs> yeah, that would happen. 855-212. Bogus, thank you. 855-212 for CBS. Coming up, uh, we've got one... Pro Bowl quarterback on the move. Get to that next. Maggie Perloff, CBS. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Sports Radio. Welcome back. Maggie Gray, Andrew Perloff. Stuff to get to Perloff's injuries. Limping around here like you're a mummy. Like a mummy. Gosh, (laughs) this is terrible. It's affecting everything. Oh, man. <laughs> Get to that in a second. Uh, Vols in Texas, though, wants to weigh in on something that's bothering him about the Dallas Cowboys lately. Vol, what's on your mind, pal? Um, You know, like um, when I was listening to you guys this morning, uh, concerned about uh, playing the game or anything. Like, for example, like last year, I was expecting that really, really, like, Cowboys gonna beat the Green Bay. Yeah. You know, because a lot of people I'm Eagles fans. Oh. And trust me, the thing is if it was not a lot of t- issue going on with Eagles, I believe that we should have been in that Super Bowl back to back again. And then, you know, Cowboys since I moved to Dallas ten years ago, they're still giving excuses. So what I'm trying to say here, the qu- the quarterback is not playing to get the trophy. I think he's playing to make the money mm. because I yeah, think this is a Dak Prescott issue. Well, you know what's interesting? Thank you for the phone call. First of all, Dallas, a Philadelphia Eagle fan living in Dallas for the last 10 years. <laughs> That's got to be a challenge. Um, but secondly, is it all on Dak Prescott? Uh, EJ and I talked about this yesterday, Perloff, and I'd love to get your thoughts. The idea that Micah Parsons, who got called out by Bart Scott recently, said he needs to go to leadership school. He's mm-hmm. too sensitive. He's responding to everything. But EJ didn't believe, and EJ, I'll speak for you, didn't believe that your pass rusher can be your leader. Like, if your pass rusher is your leader, you have a problem. I like Micah Parsons actually trying to stand out here and say, this is wrong, we've got to change this. I don't mind the vocal, the, the him being vocal about it. Where do you fall? I actually, I, I see what you're saying. I don't mind it either, but I don't think this is a leadership. I, I Everyone says that Dak is a, what Vol was saying, that Dak is about the money and he's not a real leader. To me, the problem with this 
Cowboys team was the run defense this year. And, like, what's that have to do with Dak? Mm. You saw the Bills game. They just ran all over him because the your, super, game. your superstar defensive end is about 6'2", 230 pounds, and he's un- unblockable, but he's not a, a force against a run like a Bosa brother. So I, I think this is a person – again, I come back – like I just don't think the Cowboys are that good. I don't think it's a leadership problem. I think it's a talent problem. So to me, whether it's Parsons or Dak, I just think you're not a complete team. And that goes back to the way Jerry Jones built the team. So I, I don't see either of them leadership skills – I kind of agree with you, though, that you can have a non-quarterback be the leader. Uh, the Eagles are a great example of that. Jalen Hurts is not a vocal leader. He's sure. more of a quiet leader. And there's all these veterans like Jason Kelsey and Lane Johnson who are the leaders. So I would – did EJ say Dak has to be the primary leader? Your quarterback has to be the no, one leader? No, I mean, leader? I think, oh, EJ, you yeah. can speak yeah. for yourself. But I, I think it is an indi- – listen, is it an indictment on Dak? Sure, because it's probably an indictment on every quarterback if you're right. not the slam dunk leader. And I'm not saying Dak's not, but – there's clearly a void here that Micah Parsons is filling. And he's running to the microphone, so I'll give you that. He hasn't met a microphone he didn't like. But that's the type of behavior that's rewarded in Dallas because look at the general manager and the owner. He yeah. runs to every microphone. Yes, EJ? Yeah, I'm just saying, when you look at the great leaders in the NFL today, I'm not finding the pass rusher who people are listening to and rallying around. To me, like, that's the guy that's kind of, to me, pass rushers in the NFL are almost like wide receivers. Like, they're on their own island. They're playing their own game. You just want them to go out there and make plays. So I think a lot of the Cowboys, when they see Michael Parsons run to podcast mics to talk about, you know, culture and things we're not getting wrong, I think they kind of roll their eyes because we're like, dude, whatever. Well, what, <laughs> like, if it, what if it was T.J. Watt? Let me give you an example, who's obviously the MVP of the Steelers. Is that a different case? Would you buy him at least? I, I, mean, I understand I mean, your point. And, I, and there are some examples I mentioned, Michael Strahan, Reggie White. It's not like that can't be the guy, but like clearly Michael Parsons, like, he's not those guys like TJ Watt, maybe a little bit more like those guys that we had TJ Watt earlier the year say that, you know, they were playing terrible and that there were issues. I just think if it, you're not getting that kind of vocal leadership from either your quarterback or your head coach, or maybe someone who actually is supposed to rally around the defense, like a middle linebacker or safety, like a Brian Dawkins or a Ray Lewis. Like, I don't think a lot of the Cowboys guys are listening to Micah Parsons and saying, Oh, you know what? Micah Whoa. Parsons is right. I think they're kind of just rolling their eyes saying, Oh, that's Micah again going off on his own tangent like he always does. But Micah is an all time player. Micah was compared to Lawrence Taylor just 12 months ago. It's not necessarily about his talent. I'm talking about like his role on the team. He's right. not a guy calling defensive signals, he's not a guy who's like, mm. making adjustments. He's playing his own game. It's interesting. 855-212-4CBS. You're welcome to weigh in on Micah Parsons' leadership style. He's also still a young guy. He says he's seen everything in the league. He's only been in the league for three years. 855-212-4CBS. <laughs> Meanwhile, Dak's been in the league for almost a decade. Um, coming up, major news. Major news. Which quarterback just unfollowed his team on social media? Uh-oh. Get to that next. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.